Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. This is my intro to the podcast I'm going to be posting. Now, my first few I'm going to be posting are actually based off of YouTube interviews slash conversations that I've already had with people. And there's some really good stuff in that. So I didn't want to waste that material. So this is my intro for that. So the audio is a little bit different. Uh, Obviously, they were recorded for video, but they are fantastic conversations and interviews. And I didn't want you guys to miss them and connecting with those incredible humans. So as I said, this is my intro to those conversations, and I hope you all enjoy. I will definitely let you know when I'm posting new material, and I think you'll be able to tell because this audio quality is definitely better than the original audio quality of the podcast that you're about to listen to. So I apologize that the audio quality is not exactly perfection, but hey, we all got to start somewhere. And I definitely appreciate you all being here and listening, and I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. So excited today to be here um, with Callie Riley, and she has her Instagram account, which I'm going to put all the information, all the links. You guys know how it works down below, but her Instagram account is CJ Riley. Um, So this is my interview with her. And uh, just as a little bit of a backstory, um, so uh, Callie is a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, She works as a nurse, so bravo on that. We need you. Um, and Callie is married to Ashley and is a mother of twin uh, autistic children, and they live with their family in Colorado. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, like I said, I'm very appreciative. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody has busy lives and schedules and families, uh, so there's a lot of things going on. Um, so I'm appreciative of your time for sure. And as always, I like to say, uh, you know, I know a lot about your Instagram account, um, but, you know, we can never really know where somebody is right now until we know where they came from. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, give me a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, I was actually born and raised in Arizona in a very small, small town, really small town. Okay. Um, my I have three sisters and um, we I'm the youngest by like eight and a half years. So I'm like the baby, but not the baby at the same time. So we moved from that small town to air to like Phoenix, Arizona. And that's where I did like high school. And then I went to U of A for college. And then I um, actually graduated. I went back to that really small town and that's where I graduated from college um, to be a nurse. And then I moved to Phoenix and that's where I met my wife, Ashley. Um, We can go into that later. Um, But then we uh, we were together for a long time. We decided to have kids. I know we'll dive all into this later and all of the questions that we're going to ask, but we moved to Colorado for a job opportunity for her and it was the greatest thing. And now we're here. Uh, we love the like diverse culture and we love all of the weather, which I never experienced in Arizona. So um, yeah, we really like it here and we can't wait to just see where life takes us. That's awesome. Uh, my wife and I really want to plan a trip to Colorado. Uh, I've been in Colorado twice, but it's only been the airport. So uh, it's been for a layover. <laughs> so I haven't really spent time in Colorado, but I have a lot of yeah, I, I, have a, I have a lot of friends that have spent time in Colorado. Uh, they live in Colorado. They love Colorado. So how long have, have you all actually been there? We moved here in January of 2018. So a little over okay. two years. 
kind of right in that zone where like it's not new but you haven't been there yeah. long term yet so you're yeah. sort, of, sort of like discovering new things right yeah it's really great it's been super awesome just I was I think the biggest thing was worried about moving away from my family because I've never lived anywhere than Arizona but yeah. it's like a short hour flight that the flights are cheap so I still get to see my family a lot so that's great yeah being yeah. in the midwest the rest of the country is strange to me in the layout like I think in my head, Arizona and Colorado, oh, they're really far away from each other, but they're not. They're okay. not at all. So <laughs> it's really, I think it's because the weather, at least the perception is so different. It's like, oh, Arizona, very hot and dry. Colorado, it snows 24-7 there. Like that's the perception. So it's like, how can they be close to each other? But they they actually are really close. They are very close. And yeah, it's supposed to like hail today and it's May. Of Naturally, right? Like May nothing's 20, wrong with the environment. Something. Everything's fine. 22nd. Yeah. The weather's yeah, weird. Right. <laughs> Um, so thank you for that. Uh, learning a little bit about your backstory personally. Um, and as I said, in the opening, uh, you identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Love that hoodie that you're rocking. Love it. Uh, yeah. Right. Hoodie. We were talking about before hoodie life, yeah, right? Hoodie like life. I just live in a hoodie yeah. all the time. Um, so, uh, what was that, you know, process like for you? When did you come out as a member of the community and, uh, just kind of like that, that process for you kind of growing up? Sure. Um, I, I came out in high school and it was like my senior year and I was on and off with obviously girls that my mom and nobody really knew about. We weren't really open at that point. Um, and I decided to just tell my mom, I did grow up, um, in, a uh, a, a Mormon community. So it was really difficult for me, even though my mom and I were not super religious at the time. I knew where her kind of, where she was rooted. And I was worried yeah. that that would be a problem. Um, so I did come out to her my senior year of high school. And she didn't really say any, she didn't really say much other than I'm always going to love you, but like, I need some time to process this. And I was like, okay, fair. That's, I'll take that answer. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I have three sisters who then she kind of was like, this is where you guys, you guys come in and you guys, you guys handle this. So my sisters yeah. came in and they were super wonderful and um, it gave her time to process everything. I think she couldn't have done it better for not having a response um, rather than firing things that maybe wouldn't have been helpful or appropriate at the time. So my sisters came into the picture and we talked and it really was kind of not anything that we addressed um, after that. And then a year later, my mom and I kind of my mom's like my best friend because I'm much younger than my sister. So we kind of had this unique mom, but best friend relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and she just kind of like dove right into it. Like once I met the, I think she struggled with me not meeting the right person, but I think that would have happened no matter what gender I was with. Um, and then once I found the right person, she was like, oh, like this is, this is great. Like it was just fine. Um, and yeah, and everyone in my family is super supportive. That's a huge, I know that's, a very fortunate thing for me that's not um that's not across for everybody so i know that it is a huge i'm very very thankful for my family they have been super supportive and have never once made me feel like i wasn't loved or wanted or needed or any of that stuff so i have a a, a great support system which is amazing that's awesome thank you so much for for going through that i I was wondering, because I didn't know the story, so I was wondering where that was going to go, and you mentioned, like, the Mormon community, and I was like, oh, boy, yeah. uh, but it's... it's I mean, even my grandma, community. my grandma works at a temple and is very religious and yeah. never batted an eye. She loved, she's one of, I, I could cry about it, because I, I didn't want to tell her. I would rather her 
not know and love me than not love me. And that was a huge thing for me. And my mom was kind of told her without telling me and was like, she, she's fine. She doesn't care. Like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like, wow. it's just a huge relief to have for her to be able to step outside of that and love me unconditionally is, is really big. So that's, ah, that's incredible. I love hearing that. Um, and, and, you know, just, just talking about this one little thing and not the rest of your life or making assumptions, but like, that's incredible. Um, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you had that experience. Uh, I have known a lot of people that have had the exact opposite experiences where they've been shunned by their family or, you know, had to go through, you know, really, really kind of crazy things with their family just personally. So I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to have that with your family and, um, you know, have that kind of good relationship with them. So that's, that's awesome. So you, you mentioned Ashley, you know, until you met the right person, right? Uh, everything's up in the air until you meet the right person. Uh, you know, so, um, t tell me a little bit about that. What was that journey like? Like, how did you two meet? And for you personally, when did you know, like, okay, this is, this is my person. Honestly, <laughs> it's really cheesy, but like the second she walked, we went on a blind date. We met on a blind date. We had a mutual friend. I was still actually in nursing school. It was the summer before my last semester of school. Um, so I was living in Phoenix to just kind of like escape the small town life because there's nothing to do there. And she had just moved. Um, she went to school in Spokane at Gonzaga and she okay. had just graduated. She played soccer there. And she got a job in Arizona. Um, she did have an aunt, a family member that lived there that she was going to go stay with. Um, and she actually started working with one of my really good friends at the time. And so we went on a blind date and then the rest was history. We went to Barnes and Noble at a coffee shop. We got coffee and good time. Yeah. We pretty much spent every day in the summer together. I went back to school for five, six months until I was done and then you know typical lesbian u-haul i moved in with her <laughs> right after <laughs> so a uh, couple kidding. questions uh sure. barnes and noble date phenomenal uh my my wife and i uh when the pandemic's not going on early in our especially early in our relationship we used to do that um we, we would go to barnes and noble and have dates so a couple questions number one do you remember what you ordered slash ate or drank at barnes and nobles during that date Yes, I did eat nothing, but um, okay. I ordered what she ordered. She ordered first. Oh, okay. I got uh, just an, a black iced coffee, and I said I'll have the same, and then I paid for it, and I, I actually have been drinking that since. There you go. Talk about inspiration. I know. <laughs> um, and then Barnes & Noble. Why Barnes & Noble? Are, are you both kind of book nerds? Like, um, what, no, was it just a mutual she is place? Not a Nerd. she's not a book nerd I, I i'm not either it was, but a, it was a it was a middle ground because we were okay. kind of traveling from two different places it was like an outdoor mall type thing with mm -hmm. there was coffee i think the real yeah. thing is we went for coffee there was coffee Two coffee yeah. essential right i'm like yeah coffee it's early coffee. in the morning here you know coffee is <laughs> like my essential. second cup <laughs> yeah we we know the game and it's only it's only 8 14 here yeah, so I'm I'm on my second and it's, you know, after 10 here. So we we both we both definitely get that. So um, you know, you you kind of explained the upbringing, coming out, meeting your partner. Uh, you know, you start your life together. When did you two decide, "Hey, we want to have children. Like, let's let's start a family together." Um, I I think I was I have 10 nieces and nephews. So I've always had a lot I've been around a lot of kids um yeah. she's actually an only child and has like one and two now cousins that are like very 
distant in age from her. Yeah. Um, so I think she just kind of knew just with my involvement with all of that. And, and we talked about it early on, like we want kids and it was very well known that I wanted to carry them, that, um, she didn't, it didn't really matter to her. Um, she wanted kids, but the whole carrying them factor was not, not a big deal for her. Um, and when I, when I met her, I was actually in the middle, I did, um, a couple of egg donations. So I think she knew from the beginning that it was going to be something. And we, we knew we wanted a family. It just was the right time and the right place and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how old are your, you have twins, as I said in the beginning, uh, Hunter and Leo. So how old are they? They are five. They just turned five in February. Congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Uh, and crazy, right? Like the time just flies. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so couple, couple really important things I want to touch on. Number one, sure. uh, you talk about it on your channel. Um, Hunter and Leo are both autistic. Uh, so uh, if you don't mind, tell me about a little bit about that process, the process of, you know, going through that discovery and what that was like for, for you personally or your family or, you know, however you kind of viewed that. Sure. Um, it's a, it's an interesting story. I feel like everyone's story is a little bit different. Um, Absolutely. I think with yeah. my, with my medical background, I was more in tune to kind of the, the differences um, that really I only saw in my son because uh, girls present very differently and I didn't really um, have as strong of an incline to it like I did with my son. Um, but they, at their 18, like they developed physically fine, walking, crawling, moving, all of that stuff. Um, and then like by 18 months, they just really weren't saying anything. There's no mom, no babble, no, but yeah. like nothing. And um, so they were like, well, at their two-year appointment, like, if still nothing, we'll, we'll go through a process of possibly getting you a referral. So then we moved. <laughs> so we moved in January um, and they turned two in February. So we went to a new nurse practitioner and she honestly looked at me and she's like, they're, they're, your, they're your kids regardless. Like whether you get the appointment or not, whether you get a diagnosis or not, it's, it's the timing is key. And I think that was a big deal for me, for her saying like, it is what it is. And you, you're going to take home the same kids regardless. So just, why don't we set this up? Honestly, it takes a while, which it did. So we got a referral at their second birthday and we did not get a diagnosis until a month before their third birthday. So it took 11 months to see a developmental pediatrician because they just, there's not enough of them. So it took us 11 months to get a diagnosis. And fortunately in the state of Colorado, we were able to start like PTOT and speech in like the interim while we waited. Cause that's, a, that's okay. like a year of yeah. lag of nothing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, PTOT and speech were not, it was really difficult for them. It didn't really help. Not that it didn't help them, but it was really hard for them. And it was really hard for me. And it just wasn't something that clicked for them. Um, for every family, I think it's different, but once we got the diagnosis, they were three and then for early intervention here in Colorado, we, um, at the age of three, they transitioned them to preschool. So we actually put them in preschool at like in March, like right after their third birthday. And they have been in preschool ever since. So they've been in preschool for like two and a half years almost. Yeah. Um, and then cause preschool is only like three hours. We looked into other uh, therapies that we could do for them. And we came across this ABA or applied behavioral analysis which 
I, I can't speak the volume that this therapy has done for them. Um, they are still in it now. So we've been doing it for almost two years now. And I, I they, don't, they, they don't ever stop talking. They don't ever shut up. <laughs> But I, I don't always understand them. There's, we obviously still really, 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 really struggle with communication, but they have a voice and they sing and they talk and they play. And I just, um, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. Um, but it's definitely difficult. It's a challenge. It's hard work. They work really, really hard. They, they do a lot of therapy and do school and they actually graduate from graduate to kindergarten so they're done with preschool in May and move nice. on to kindergarten. Um, but that was the process of their diagnosis. It was really, um, it was very atypical just having two of them and, and they're so different yeah. that it was, that it was very mind blowing to me. Like they're both autistic, but they're, they are, they are textbook different. There's, there, there's nothing about them is the same. And even in their presentation, that's why I didn't know if Hunter was autistic at first because she was very very unique in the way that she the characteristics that she portrayed that I I didn't I might be a nurse but like I don't study autism so I had no clue I had no clue this was a very very different world for me um and so I've had to do lots of research but here we are <laughs> um that's amazing thank you so much for for sharing your story uh about your family I'm so happy that that ABA is working. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I've talked to, uh, I've talked to numerous channels and people and families during this kind of journey of mine, and a lot of them have had autistic partners or children. And you're, you're absolutely right. It's different for everybody. It presents differently. It affects differently. It shows differently. Development is different. Like it's so different for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's why I really like highlighting these things because there is no one blanket statement of like oh, autistic, so I know what this means. It's like, no, you don't know what this means because yeah. it's different for every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, let's talk about the past year. You, you know, okay. they're they're going, you know, they're doing school and things like that. You're a nurse, um, you know, mm -hmm. the pandemic's going on. You know, you work in healthcare. So maybe a little bit of both. What has it been like for your children or family, like doing through the pandemic and school and education and, you know, working with all that. And what has it been like for you personally being a nurse during the pandemic? COVID is weird. Yeah. COVID was weird. COVID flipped, honestly, flipped this house upside down for a lot of reasons. Um, we lost our schedule, our routine. Yeah. Uh, the kids were doing in-clinic therapy and preschool. So they were in preschool for three hours and then we'd like go have lunch and then they'd go to therapy for like four hours. So they were never home pretty much. Um, and then we went to being home all day yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, and, and they don't understand zoom. As you know, we talked about, I can barely fix the zoom and figure it out, <laughs> but they don't understand that there's someone on the screen. That's very difficult for them to, um, it's hard to connect in that way for a lot of people, but especially children who have that connection, um, disengagement already. So that was less than ideal. Um, my wife actually lost her job during COVID. So I worked two jobs during COVID. I worked, I did home health and then I worked my regular hours at the hospital. Um, all of that has changed. My wife is a badass, sorry for the curse word, but she's created her own soccer club and she is thriving and oh, cool. just came through the pandemic bigger and stronger than I've ever seen her before. So that is wonderful. But yeah, for about eight or nine months, we 
she was a stay-at-home mom and I worked. And that was kind of our, our grind until we were able to get back to some normalcy. Um, but I think the schedule for the twins was the biggest thing. And then me being away from them and the guilt of being away from them, but knowing that I was doing it for the right reasons and all that stuff. Um, but COVID definitely, I'm happy that we're in a place of normalcy, but it, it definitely impacted me, even though I work at a, I work at a pediatric hospital, so it's been marginally different. Um, it affected me more in, um, the amount of um, suicide attempts and like children struggling is what we saw more of. So it was a very eye-opening, emotionally taxing um, on top of, we did have COVID of course, like it was still a thing, but it it was very eye-opening to mental health, which then I tapped into my own mental health and working several days a week, almost every day of the week, I really had to focus on myself mentally um, which really was the best thing I think for me. Yeah. Wow. Um, you're a champion in many, many ways. So um, I just keep thinking like nothing but like applauding you. Uh, that's oh, incredible. Thank you. That's so uh, thank, thank you for working in the healthcare field. Um, you know, people that are doctors and nurses and anybody that works in the healthcare field over the past year, I feel like a spotlight has gone on them in a way that it really hasn't before in a different way. And you know, for, for a long time, me growing up, it was always like, oh, you know, teachers need to be paid more and firefighters need to pay. And now it's this whole, like, <laughs> I think nurses need to be paid more with everything that they've dealt with. So, yeah. uh, you know, j- juggling that and the family and, you know, everything that you've gone through is, is really incredible. So thank you for everything that you've done over the thank past you year. So much. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I, I do it with much passion. I mean, you can't yeah. do this work without loving what you do. It's, nearly impossible. So yeah, for sure. I really love what I do. Uh, so talking about loving things that you do, let's talk about your Instagram channel. Uh, I, okay. I really like your page. Um, I love the things that you post. I, I really like it because in particular, uh, a, a few posts ago, it was it was a little like 10 or so posts ago, you, you posted a picture of like Hunter and a p- posted a picture of Leo. And then in the description, you talked about all the different characteristics about them, you know, who they are, their personalities and you know, why they're different, but why they're similar and things like that. Um, so I, I love the things that you post on your page. Um, I view that as kind of a, a window into a, a family that juggles a bunch of different things and lives life differently the way that many of us live. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your Instagram page, the evolution of the page and and just kind of, you know, what what's going on with that? Sure. Um it never really was a thing for me. I just, it was like my life yeah. I posted. And, and especially when we, when we moved, it was more so to like keep family feeling like they were engaged and involved yeah. with yeah. The, the kids. Um, but it kind of, I, 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 I use it. Like I want to share my story. I want to share their story. They're unique. And I, th- I feel like we're in a very unique situation with them. I have a boy that thought that I have an autistic boy and I have an autistic girl and they're very different and they're twins and like our life is so crazy, but like so fun and diverse and different. And I want to share that. And I try to share it in a, like, I never want to, I talk about the, the challenges and the difficulties, but I never want to put that spotlight on them. So we, we kind of, as a couple have like, we're down to share, but we've always kind of felt like I want to share what they can do and what they are doing and how, 
how their strengths, like I never want to exploit their weaknesses. Um, so we just try to make it super positive. And, and some people are like, oh my gosh, it looks like your life is so perfect. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We struggle. We, we have tantrums. We yeah. have meltdowns. We struggle with expressing emotion. Like, I mean, sorry, the piano is so loud. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Um, but I love pianos, I, so it's all good. <laughs> I want, I just, I want them to, I don't ever want them to look back and not see that I was, I'm so yeah. proud of them and I'm so happy to be their mom. And I'm so grateful and so blessed. And that, that is what I want to share that, that they're, they're just like everybody else. They just, they need time and they need patience. And if you can give them that, then man, they'll give you the world. But yeah. yeah. So it I, just kind of evolved from wanting to share, share them with the world and who, you know, yeah. and, and like, I have come across other accounts that I've like, Oh, I'm not alone in this. We're kind of the same, like yes. we're kind of doing the same thing or someone that has said, Oh, you're doing so great. Like I can't like just, and I've gotten lots of words of encouragement and it's just been really nice. It's been lovely just to have that shared space with other moms yeah. and dad and parents doing what I'm doing, <laughs> living life. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. And I think you touched on so many things that I love about your channel in particular. Once again, links and everything will be below to your channel and all of that. Um, but it, it's, I don't feel like you're highlighting a nurse's life or a mother of an autistic children's life. Like you're just highlighting your life, period. And everybody's is different and everybody has a different story to tell. And it's not just that, like, I love the pictures you post with your wife. Uh, you two just look so happy and in love with each other, uh, which is amazing. Um, but but it's what's interesting is I just did an interview with the Autism Cafe, which we talked about a little bit before this, Eileen Lamb. Um, and she touched on a lot of that and said, you know, yeah, a lot of people will reach out and say, oh, wow, everything just looks so great. And she's like, no, that's not how it is. Like, things are difficult and complicated oh. and stressful. Um, and we need to highlight both things. We need to be open to talking about both sides of the coin. So um, yeah. I appreciate you being willing to do that and share your story kind of with the world. So um, um, yes, yeah, so let's talk about um, kind of last thing leading into something fun in the end that my viewers know that I like to do. Uh, what does a typical day look like for you now that pandemic is winding down, you know, at least from what it was? Um, is the typical day looking more like what it was pre-pandemic or has everything completely changed and your typical day is now different than what it was? I'd say it's pretty close to normal. Um, okay. We are, we, we go to in-person school. So they, we wake up every morning. We're big breakfast people in this house. My daughter likes to make eggs and she likes to, she's very active she likes to act all sorts of things out. She likes to help make breakfast. So we make breakfast, we go to school, um, they're there for three hours and then we pick them up and come home. And then they have like an hour window um, where they do do ABA therapy in the evenings, but it's at home now. So they have therapists that come into the house, um, which is kind of nice because then I feel like I'm not away from them for forever. Yeah. I feel like they were always yeah. gone and I was like, oh, they're so little. Um, but now they come into the house and we do ABA therapy from like 12 to six. And then I just kind of, I'm there, I watch, I learn so that I can implement those therapies all the time. So it's kind of nice to have it in the house because I get a little yeah. more detailed um, insight into what they're doing so that I can carry those through on the days or when we're out and about doing things to kind of make it not just an in-home like thing that we do, that we do it everywhere. Um, so 
so yeah, that's really, I mean, the days that I work, my wife is obviously home working on the computer and doing her thing. And then when we, when I'm not working, I'm here. Feels, feels good to get back to a little bit of sense of normalcy, yeah. right? Feels, a little bit of normalcy. Feels pretty good. Um, well, I, I'm so grateful and, and thankful that you took the time to share kind of your story and your background and your journey with us. Um, and I want to end it on kind of a fun note. So let's do a rapid fire Q&A if you're up for it. Okay, I'm ready. All right, awesome. It's like, I'm ready. Take the swig of the coffee. Yep, I'm and ready. Now I'm ready. Okay, so uh, first question. Uh, what is your favorite thing about living in Colorado? The snow, but that the sun comes out after it snows and then the snow goes away. Ah, so it's like you get the beautiful snow and then yeah. it's gone. And then it's gone. Nice. Uh, what is your dream vacation? Oh, in uh, a couple of years, we're going to go to Fiji. Nice. Love yeah, that. Yeah, anniversary. We're going nice. to go. It's all about the Women's World Cup, though. We're really going because the Women's World Cup is on Australia, but Fiji's on the way. So. Very cool. I love that. Uh, cool. Everything I know about Fiji, I learned from the movie The Truman Show, because that's where he <laughs> talks about wanting to go is to Fiji. So uh, that's really it's cool. It's like a bungalow. I want a bungalow house. I love that you have this whole idea. Big, right? I, do. Like, I know I what I want. <laughs> I, I know what I want. I want a bungalow. <laughs> I haven't been thinking about it or anything. Yeah, no, no time at all. Um, what is your favorite late night snack? Oh, chocolate. Cho are you a uh, milk chocolate, dark chocolate? What, like, what kind These of chocolate? almonds in it. Yes, I, I have chocolate covered almonds like yep. right now that I love to so snack like a on. milk chocolate, like a, like a milk chocolate with mm. almonds. So it's good. Great. Yeah. great choice um what makes you smile just my life just being where i'm at right now honestly i love just that every, everything that we've been through to get to where we are right now is is great what a phenomenal answer i love that <laughs> when, when life in general can make you smile you're doing something right so that's awesome um what is your favorite weekend activity happy hour happy hour yes happy hour got gotta have a happy hour right yeah um and then last question what advice would you give your younger self Ooh. Hmm. i would just say that where you're at right now will change all of your struggles are for something better and what my mom always says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you got to cowgirl up. You got to get to that point. You got to get, you know, get through it. Everything that you go through makes you stronger. Um, and, and I mean, I'm a very much so proof of that. I mean, I didn't have an easy, my LGBTQ member self of me was very supported, but I struggled a lot with some mental stuff. And, um, you know, what doesn't, and I don't want to say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because that's not very appropriate in this situation, <laughs> but I just, life is beautiful and, and you just have to get to get to that place. High school happens and then it's over, but like your life is forever and you will find, you will find greatness within it. You just have to be patient. I, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, I have found that that is my favorite question to ask people uh, during my interviews because the answers that they give, 
come from a place of such good and so much heart and love and, you know, kindness and generosity and, but also acknowledging the hard things, struggle, um, things are tough, but you just got to keep going, you know? Um, so thank yeah, you so I think, much. I think the best thing that you can say is you're allowed to be, and I actually got this from Peloton. It's been my lifesaver from 2021 nice. was working out. You're yeah. allowed to be, and I'll say Jess Sims said it, you're allowed to be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. So you don't that's have to awesome. be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, somebody, somebody said the other day, uh, just really simply, and I posted it on my Instagram, I think it was last night, uh, life is hard, you're not alone. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay to acknowledge that things are hard and tough. And you're going to get beat down a lot, but like, you just, mm -hmm. just keep going and you'll find amazing things like an amazing partner and beautiful children and a happy life in Colorado. You can yeah. find those things. So never thought I would be here, but here I am. And it was well worth the wait. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Callie, for joining. I, I really appreciate it. Um, it, you know, just kind of wrapping everything up, anything that you have going on right now or any projects coming up in the future, anything like that, that you want to share or talk about? I don't really have any pro I'm new to the social media yeah. stuff, but, um, only thing new for me is, um, I'm going to go back to school. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you, what are you go going back, back to, to school because of what we talked about earlier? Um, I'm going to go back to school to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So that's awesome. Cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers to, to you. That's hopefully amazing. It'll be a, it'll be a long, it'll be a few years, but I can't wait. I'm excited. That's awesome. Congratulations. Another just step on the journey. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I, I, like I said, I can't thank you enough. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm going to be following your channel. And like I said, for everybody out there, I'll put all the links in description below. Um, you know, so uh, if this is your first time joining me, thank you so much. If you're a returner, thanks for coming back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will see you in the next video.